1: Hey, HunBots and HunBros. I am back from camping. I will do a full update on Sunday. I lost my woo, though. I lost my woo. It's like this. Woo! Do you hear? It's gone. (laughs) As the campers came down the mountain and met at our campsite, we were cheering them on, so... I lost my woo, but I will finish that story and I will I will tell the whole thing on Sunday. This is the second part of last Sunday's episode and this episode has a couple content warnings and so I wanted to pop that in before you listened. This episode deals with revenge porn, so you're going to hear what it was like to be on the receiving end of that kind of harassment and bullying. It is a, it is a heavy episode, but... You met Andrew and Will, so you know they make it a really good time. And I want to thank them again for being so candid and sharing this story and coming out publicly to talk about how this happened to them. So I want to say thank you to them. We all appreciate you having to relive this story so that you could tell it to us. Uh, It's a valuable piece of information, uh, and I think it proves that MLMs are cults, like, so, so, so much. So, yeah, enjoy, and I'll see you Sunday.
2: I guess going forward in the timeline when joy died is when everything changed and our blood began to boil. And we were talking to Tracy Reed, who's still a friend of ours today. She's an attorney. We
1: love Tracy. She's been on the show twice actually.
2: Oh yeah. Awesome. But we got, you know, really heated and we started talking to Tracy about it about that same time Geraldine Souza was already on her tirade because she had just got canceled in her defense. That was ridiculous they canceled her and said she was cross recruiting because she had the audacity to be in another mlm that wasn't even jewelry related it was nothing to do with accessories or jewelry and i knew her and she was not cross recruiting like she didn't have to she was massively followed by every consultant because they paraded her across the stage as the top consultant top seller and which you know also means top buyer and she did sell uh, a crap load they created new ranks for how much she bought (laughs) she's the reason there's empire diamond that there was even pink diamond so she became the new gold standard well they fired her because she'd always been opinionated and mouthy and so i feel like they were kind of itching to fire her maybe because of that um because she wasn't the pristine cookie cutter image that they wanted they were like gosh there's other, now that we've set the bar so high, there's other people reaching up to these levels and we can just get rid of her. what I think they probably thought that's allegedly, that's my opinion, full disclaimer, but she had gotten fired while, and we had been watching her go on, you know, rants about the company and problems she had with them as well, the same way I had when I was drunk, like this is bullshit, these policies and procedures, they try to control every minute aspect of your life. This is like a cult, like we were saying that then. So we're talking to Tracy, We were kind of originally coming, it was Tracy and her daughter Caroline and us that were talking about starting this thing called Tea Time, where we were going to go live on Facebook and YouTube and basically bring awareness to what had happened about that convention. It wasn't even at the time, it it ended up becoming about way more too, about the jewelry and the contents of it and yada yada. But the main thing was we wanted everybody to know like, Like, hey, paparazzi, take freaking responsibility for the fact that you even allowed, you even held an event and gave people the choice. You shouldn't have even given people the choice to to do this. It was so irresponsible. I've never seen corporate greed so bad that it doesn't give a shit if people could get sick and die. That's terrible. And we were going to do this tea time thing where we exposed and talked about everything and honored everybody who had passed away after that convention. And we were like, let's bring in, let's bring in Geraldine. Because, you know, Tracy and them had some, had a good following. We had a pretty big following too. And we thought, okay, we'll do good. But if we bring in Jerry, she'll bring in a lot more viewers too. A lot more consultants, because I would say like maybe a fourth of the entire paparazzi just probably knew who I was. Of, of the whole company uh, and i i don't know you know really, I, like a lot of people did but i'm just gonna say maybe i had a fourth and tracy had a fourth maybe but i feel like everybody in the whole company like half a million consultants knew who she was because again she was the gold standard everybody was to look to and try to be like because she had so many viewers and sold so much so she had that she was like a maven a-lister when she left which is like i would guesstimate if you look at the pay table like a twenty five thirty five thousand dollar range she was a hardcore like even on her team like here's how you do it you do it this way and you you grind hard you got to have the work ethic you know she worked her ass off so she goes and uh and sells and sells and sells and that's where that was kind of her legacy she was the gold standard of not even if she didn't even have a team sell 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 and she'd be live every damn day doing it too but when they cut her off that was probably their biggest mistake honestly because we already were gunning for them kind of like and weren't trying to just like take down the company but we were like could y'all please post like a a memorial or something like at least acknowledge that this happened and you had some culpability in it and you know anything we all got together and started well so when Jerry came in I was like we don't even need to be like we were on like two episodes and we're like okay we're gonna sit back and just kind of Between Tracy and Jerry, there was, you didn't need us. Like, we'll we'll sit in the background and kind of, you know, help. And uh, so that whole thing took off. When we started speaking out there in Clubhouse, that's kind of where we started experiencing the fair gaming, as I've learned it to be called from, you know, what I've learned about from Leah Remini about Scientology and the way that they do people in Scientology, which is another cult.
1: Let's talk about, and and you can share as little or as much as you would like, but let's talk about what happened to you when you were fair gamed. And fair gaming is essentially, like Andrew said, uh, it's a term that is coined from Scientology. And it basically means that an enemy of the church is now fair game for literally anything to completely destroy them. So uh, walk us down being fair gamed by paparazzi and the Huns. (sighs)
2: <sighs> baby what, what all would you say would lead up its fair gaming criteria because i mean it wasn't it wasn't just that like what do you think the main things that come to mind in your memory we went on video we were on like clubhouse group like talking in yeah, these the public we rooms you have yeah, the emails calling him a drunk bitch and making fun of me for with your stupid white shorts or what What did they say? Like they the
3: had
2: white shorts, white shorts wearing bitch. Cause I like to wear the, I have some like white shorts. I have several pairs of, and I would wear them a lot of times on live with a button up. Cause I could put any kind of top on, Cause we would show with like one of the clothing brands we show, like I would put them on here. I will put on the tops and stuff to demonstrate how they look on like in person. And I always am telling them, keep in mind, I'm six foot five and a man that's going to hang longer on you than me. Yada yada. They'd be calling us cross dressers, making fun of acting. Like I only have one pair of shorts, like trying to say I was poor or something, I guess, because I always had those white shorts on white shorts, wearing bitch and made fun of me for wearing denim and denim shorts and all this kind of stuff. And, calling him a drunk bitch they would be these emails and they would come from weird names like it's clearly like a troll email but they would be saying things that were like are they like have they hacked our ip address it's, and they're like listening in on us or something like how are they getting some of these details unless they're somebody specific that knows us really well because it was just really really creepy and they'd be coming on our live shows making nasty comments and It was just really bad, like, well, it came to a head when we were on our live one night doing a show, and this would have been in, like, January of 2022, but it came to a head. We're on our live show, and I see a comment pop up, and it's a link, and I'm like, what is this? And it's by this Jennifer Rivera or some other trolly made-up name, and I was kind of like, were you on camera at the time, or was I? First time you came up, I was, because I thought it was just spam. Yeah, recall how you recall it happening.
3: Um, I just remember seeing the link, and my face was kind of like, what the hell because it was a weird <laughs> comment and a link, and I didn't, you know, we've had trolls come on before in the past, and, you
2: know. But they're usually like, where's your couch? Is it still for sale? Like, you know, the couch trolls.
3: Yeah, so I didn't think much of it. And in the past, we had had somebody post a link that was a Google image, and it was just a customer that she was posting her shirt, like of her in a picture. And for some reason, it looked weird when she saw the link. So it was just, you know, it was just like, wow, that's weird. Well, then they posted again about a spicy video, and then they share a link. And the link is a video of us, intimately. They posted this on our live, which was extremely concerning because we have families that watch our live, kids that watch our live with their family members. So it's like, what the fuck? Like it it crossed like outside of them just trying to bully and harass us, it crossed many lines because it was like, like you're oh just God. the bottom of the fucking barrel to do that in front of people who are on here shopping that are family you know friends and all that it's like you went to the lowest point that you could go like you must be real fucking miserable
2: and we're like also like when he clicked it and and it pulled up and i realized what it was i've like panicked and i like blocked that profile oh you know and, and made it go away because i'm going how the, did they get this How did they get like, where did this? How did they get this? Like, I know who this is. This is one of these paparazzi huns that are pissed off that we're speaking out about this. And, and I'm like, how did they get this? Like, on what
1: planet is that what you like when you're speaking out about someone you cared about that died and wanting to hold a company accountable? In what multiverse is this okay that your response is to possibly hack somebody's? private videos and photos and then share them publicly on and this, their shopping in their business like and, what
2: in their business yeah and let this be clear too I'm not accusing paparazzi corporate of this I don't think they have the time of day or even care enough to do something that shy. See. I think because I was a part of that whole and it's a it's a cult. It's a commercial cult. I know. I knew immediately it's one of cause them, those consultants, when they're wrapped up in it, they will defend paparazzi with their last breath and their last effort. And there are some that are just really unhinged. Because think about it. Who's going for an MLM besides stay at home moms and and people like that that have no other choice because they're, you know, for whatever reason, who couldn't keep a job anywhere else. And that does happen very often. It's not only just innocent people trying to make money. They're good and bad in everything in the world. And there are some bad apples that go into that for all the wrong reasons and that are unhinged as hell. Those are the types you really got to worry about and watch out for. And that's the type that was coming after us, not paparazzi corporate. It was paparazzi will send lawyers after you, not harass you in ways like that. And we're freaking out, like, where did they find this? How did they get this? This is not ever meant for anybody that we know to see ever, you know, like in a million years. Uh, so I blocked that profile.
1: I am just so unbelievably like taken aback that anybody would think that this is appropriate behavior to do to anybody, let Mm -hmm. alone your worst enemy. Like this is just so, so disgustingly despicably low
2: it's next. Well, you remember, we called you that night. Like we were like on the way on the, cause I remember we were on the road on the way to North Carolina to visit his family. And like, we had taken down all our pages, like our VIP group, our Facebook page, we took it all down and not to go crawl in a hole and hide, but because we were going to be visiting family. And we're like, he hadn't seen his family in like a year, but at this point, and I'm like, this bullshit is the last thing we are not going to be fielding comments and worrying about, oh, did they post something on one of our pages? It was bad, oh, bad, bad, bad girl. They were getting screen grabs of this picture or and posting it in the comments of our content on our business page. So I wasn't going to like have somebody try to mod our group and our business page and all this and because what if they missed it I just thought, you know what, we're not that desperate. I'm going to unpublish the pages and take down the group for the time being. Like I could just un- make it where nobody can see it. And that way we don't have to worry about fielding comments. I deactivated my personal Facebook. He deactivated his and because what they can't see, they can't post on. We just took it all down because we wanted to focus on family. But they were going under sale listings of a, a top or a pallet, whatever, and posting pictures of us doing it. And and saying the nastiest shit, like, got a sticky package from Royal Emporium, maybe this is why. And I mean, the nastiest kind of shit you could ever imagine, posting it on our listings. They were, when we were all in Clubhouse having discussions about paparazzi, they were creating profiles named Andrew and Will and making, putting that picture as the profile picture and going and sitting in these Clubhouse rooms trying to defame us there when it came on our facebook and this was all happening while we're on the road it came on our facebook though i blocked that profile immediately when i realized what it it was and i'm like freaking out and i hadn't killed the stream yet and i'm kind of like okay what the hell and then that jennifer rivera fake profile pops up on our see we're live on our app facebook instagram all simultaneously through a server We're in the middle of our live show. A few hundred people on here. They've already posted that on the comments. And I'm hoping nobody noticed when I realized what it was. And I'm sitting here shaking. And then when I banned it from Facebook, from the page, then that same name pops up. And you can see where they're commenting from on our dashboard because it had popped up Facebook before. Then it pops up mobile app. This person, when they got blocked from Facebook, created an account on our mobile app, came on the live video and posted the link there, too. And so by this point, I'm freaking out, got to go in and ban her from our systems altogether where she can't even get into the app anymore and kicked her out there. And I flipped out and just killed the feed and just, I didn't know what else to do. I just killed the show right then. And we posted an announcement that we were unfortunately undergoing some really harsh harassment due to our efforts to educate about the dangers of multi-level marketing companies that, you know, at this point we're beginning to be educated about MLMs and everything, all the aspects of how they're damaging. And so uh, unfortunately, there are some people who don't want to see this kind of information come to light, you know, and clearly we're making some headway because people are coming after us, but it went on and on. So we thought it was over though, because we, I jumped ahead with where they were posting it on our business. till so we were leaving. Well, I thought it was over that night. Well, then the next day we're about to it's when we're about to head to North Carolina, because that's when we called you later that night when we're on the road. We're at the house and I'm in the living room because I still see it's one of those things where, you know, you remember it. You can still remember exactly where you were standing and what you almost have a photographic memory of that moment, even if you don't normally have a photographic memory, because I'm standing in the living room and Will was in the bathroom. In his bathroom, because I have one and he has one in in our bedroom. And he was standing in the bathroom in front of the mirror, and he's like, oh, shit. I had
3: a screenshot from someone. Oh. Because we had like six or seven people in our little group chat that we had who had known about what happened. And those people at the time, because it was still through the the crown, were still able to see the stuff that these elites were posting. And that's when they saw that the elites were publicly openly talking um, about it and i'm not even afraid to, to allude or to say that they were because the fact of the matter is if they denied it and unless they show proof otherwise or come forward and show messages and shit from that date from all the screenshots that i have of them saying sending it to you check your inbox until they can produce that proof and show no gaps or any disparaging whatever in their messagings then i i'm gonna say i know 100 for a fact that that's what it was i don't give a damn because it doesn't it it's evident it's there there's no denying it like you even posted emojis and shit of the exact screenshots that y'all were posting like it's it's no surprise so unless you want to come forward and show that you weren't doing that or show but otherwise we even well there's no way
2: they even could because they could have deleted their screenshots but we have screenshots of them posting, oh, honey, it gets better, <laughs> it gets better. So it's just he, so
3: hateful.
2: When he says, oh my God, and I come in there and I'm like, and he's holding up a message that he's been sent by a customer of ours. She's saying, have you seen this? And it's a screenshot of my ex's Facebook that is public. And he's saying, some people would just sink so low. I have so sick to my stomach right now and on that post and i'm like so what he could be talking about anything will proceeds to scroll through the screenshots this lady has sent him and it's comments on there and they're saying what oh I, and it's other elites commenting oh i know disgusting and talking about details where you know they watched this like they you'd only know if you watched this and she's going oh i know just disgusting i can't believe it and then people are going what are you, what is this about? Because there's hundreds of comments on this post. My ex had like twenty thousand followers on that page and he's talking about it. They're going, What's this about? Then people are commenting back, inbox you, or him or you know, or his boyfriend would be saying, Inbox oh you. Oh my God. You know? And they're spreading the word of this like they're wildfire. Cars- wow. That that was the day that we called you that night. Cause in the car we're freaking out trying to figure out how to handle this situation. Like we hired a private investigator to try to find out how they got this. Like, had they hacked our internet? This was not like something that you would just stumble across. There's, I just find that in the world of likelihoods and and statistics, statistically impossible, I feel like. Like, there's just no way. this I, And the intimate knowledge of other things, you throw it into context with the emails we've been getting harassing us from, in, you know... They're calling me a chicken shit. And I'm like, I'm not the one that's harassing someone from a fake email and a fake name. So I don't know who's chicken shit here.
1: And all of this over God's favorite $5 jewelry.
2: Uh huh. Because I mean, nobody would have. Oh, and I'm not done. So you think it's bad enough that they're talking about it on Facebook. You'll probably see where this is going. And this is just the cherry on top. This is spreading like wildfire through our social circles, like a plague. And we're both freaking out, wondering how do we handle this? Do we call, like I was calling the night we called you, I was calling customers. I called a couple of our VVVVIP customers and text them and said, hey, um, we're unfortunately experiencing a bunch of harassment from some, you know, MLM people. If you get any links sent to you, don't open it. If you get anything that's, or photos that you don't know the person, just don't open it. And one of them, this sweet lady I love to death to this day, I called her and just called her on the phone and told her what was going on. I said, they may be trying to, they're trying to ruin our business. Is what they're trying to do. They think we're trying to ruin paparazzi, so they're going to try to ruin us. And I told her they're sending nude pictures. She said, honey, my granddaughter's got an OnlyFans. I don't give a damn. She's like, I love y'all. There ain't nothing they could say or do that would make me not love y'all, and I bet the rest of y'all's people feel the same. And 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 she was right because ultimately they did and do, and they've been our our people. I call them Royals because we're Royal Emporium, and I, I say hey Royals because our mission statement is to make everyone feel like royalty. You know, no matter who you are, we want everybody to feel like royalty. So they were really good, but we were wondering on the car ride. How are we going to explain this to our moms? Oh. And we called, didn't we call your mom and tell
3: her? I smoked a cigarette for the first time in like two and a half years because I was so stressed. I, I, was, I couldn't. I literally couldn't. Like it, It's like a movie situation. Like when you see me with a cigarette in my hand, you know it's real. And, and I told my mom. I just told her. I was like, look, here, here's what happened. Here's what it is. Thank God. And I didn't think my mom was going to be any type of way anyways. But she was just like, you know, because me and my mom have always had a very open. Like, I came out of the closet when I was young, young. I was like, look, here it is. I like boys, Mama. I don't know what to tell you. The girls just don't do it for me. I'd always just had that relationship with my mom. And I just told her and she was like, okay, sweetie, well, I'll be on the lookout, you know, and if anybody does do this, this or this or send this to me, you know, Mama Bear, like, so she was going to be on it. So I wasn't even worried about that. I told my sister, I told any of my close family members that I was openly always posting about because that was my number one fear is that they would go and search To the people
2: they knew that we were close to because they were contacting customers. Customers reach out that they've got messages and they were going through people who interacted on our social media and our business pages and comments have commented and stuff and would message them.
3: Oh, and then they started. Well, then we had to shut down all the pages because they were posting links in the Crown page and Tracy and Caroline's business page in our business page it would they were literally posting the links back to back in all these business pages on Facebook that night that we called you it was horrible it was like it was like trying to clean up an oil spill like it's like no matter how much you clean it up it was
2: and so for <laughs> it to get the worst though like I'm very very close with my mom as well I'm open book with her very open relationship we've always been like this like you know Fingers crossed together, whatever, like un- unbreakable. I tell her everything. She's always been like my best friend. I talk to her and ask her advice of anything I do. And if she thinks it's a good idea, and yada, yada, and haven't always listened to her advice, wished I would have more times than not, because she's ultimately 99.9% of the time been right in retrospect. When we're coming back from North Carolina, because we'd already told his mom on the phone, but we were staying at his sister's when we went to visit. And we had got there at like one in the morning and she comes out and lights up a cigarette. I'm like, yeah, you might need the pack. And so we start explaining to her and her eyes are just glazing over because Kaylee just is not even familiar with this world of multi-level marketing and all the crazy that can come out of it and the cult mentality and how far they'll go to protect it. So we've handled all that. We're good. But the one thing we haven't is I couldn't tell my mom on the phone what was going on. So we... Always stop at my mom's on the way to or the way from North Carolina because it's kind of on the way because she lives in Georgia. We stop there on the way back, and I sit her and my stepdad, Roger, down, and I'm like, because I'm the same way with him. Like, he basically raised me, like, as his own kid. They've been together since I was, like, probably 10. He was more like a dad to me than a stepdad. We sat down with them both, and we're like, so this, has anybody sent you anything? She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, this is kind of what's happening. You know how we took down our pages? And she said, yeah, I was wondering what that announcement was about. And she said, well, Janice and a lot of other people have been sending me messages on Facebook asking if you blocked them. Because, you know, I deactivated all my social media and taken down the business page. And they said they can't find Royal Emporium. And they, they can go on your website, but they can't find any of your social media. And, and so I told her, I said, well, here's what's happening. I'm just uh, kind of, I just didn't know how she would take it like, like that we had ever recorded it. And I'm like, you know, because I thought, well, surely she knows I'm not a prude. And she knows that that wasn't meant for anyone to see now you know nobody in our real life and our business and our social circle like that was not ever supposed to be seen now they're trying to use it as a they have weaponized it and I told her and what will really just drop your jaw is that she said baby I know I was just waiting on you to tell me mm. and I said what do you mean you know and she said I've already received it via text message
3: oh my god
2: i said received what from whom and she said oh screenshots of you and will doing it and i said from who and she said oh hunter sent them to me and i'm like are you sure because i mean there were a lot of fake things in her you know fake profiles and she said no this was sent to my phone number And that's why I just said his name because I haven't really acknowledged who he is until now, because for one, he was holding our house over our head as hostage, like wouldn't have signed off of our house forever um, on the refinance that we were doing. But Hunter Matthew Newell is a jet setter with paparazzi, the highest ranking male elite in paparazzi. And he sent all of this actual images, which means he watched us doing it for whatever got, his, I mean, like whatever gets your rocks off. I mean, I don't know, but it took the screenshots and sent them to my mother. And that is, again, provable by the fact that those very messages coming from his phone number. I don't have his phone number memorized, but I do have a way to do background checks and find out that is his phone number. And, and our mom is on our AT&T plan. And so we have the text message records that they legitimately came from his phone to her phone. It's his phone number. He's been verified and background checked and that's his number. And so that's why I don't mind saying it publicly because it is fact. And the only defense to uh, defamation claims and whatnot is the truth. And the truth is that Hunter Matthew Newell will say till the cows come home that I'm evil and vindictive. When the fact is I've done nothing but try to live my life with my husband and run my business and be happy and move on with my life. Meanwhile, he has taken the time out of his day to send compromising sexual nature photos of myself and my husband that he has come into possession of to my mother. And he wrote on the message Just thought you'd like to see this and get this when she didn't respond to him. Can again, I have screenshots on my phone of the messages on her phone from his phone number because she didn't have his name saved either. It's not like, oh, she had Hunter and just like it's not fabricated. It's all still there, still on her same phone, still on. We have the text messages and the pictures of them where when she doesn't respond, he sends them again and says, Just thought you'd like to see this. She sent them about 12 hours apart, I think. If I is that right?
3: Yeah, they were back. It was back to back. she said the first one she got, she was at work and she is an RT. So while she was busy,
2: can you hear him? Come over here. I
3: was saying his mom is an RT. So while she's quite literally, she's a respiratory therapist like me, lives after the post pandemic and doing the Lord's work seriously, not selling five dollar bling. She's at work and because. She'd actually and I didn't tell him because she didn't want him to panic at first, but she had came to me in trust and told me a few days before she had actually told him and had let me know. And she had said, Wait, I forgot about that. You so wrong. you knew before I she knew that she knew and She because it was kind of more of like a I'm nervous that he's gonna panic. And so it was or more, go
2: off.
3: She didn't want to just tell him, but it had also been bothering her so bad because she had to tell somebody and she was like, honey. I know you won't say anything, but I was sick to my stomach when I received these images, not because I was sick to my stomach that it was gross or that, you know, she thought we were nasty, but it was sick to her stomach that she knew her son's ex was that vengeful to try to hurt him and to send it to his mother.
1: Your ex not only took, but watched and then screenshotted and then sent to your mother revenge porn. Which I'm pretty sure is illegal.
2: That's the ultimate definition of fair gaming to me.
1: I am oh, holy shit. Like and he I still
2: represents paparazzi accessories as the top ranking male in the company.
1: Oh my God. That is disgusting.
2: the evil one you know and it is what it is people can think what they want but I feel like that speaks for itself and it's all completely factual and completely provable
1: oh my god I am so sorry oh
2: yeah and see when I talked to you that night about it that hadn't happened I didn't know that yet I didn't know no. that- that's like I don't know if that bridges the gap between just fair gaming and like vindictive x I don't know I'll say this paparazzi is his world like that's the only thing that matters because I feel like it maybe in my opinion it gave him the validation he always was seeking growing up or whatever if we hadn't been going after paparazzi that's the only reason I even talked because this took a lot to speak about I don't even want to judge up this past to to speak about you know what I mean but I feel like it's important to understand that that's how much your mind and your life can be corrupted by an MLM. No matter how good a person you think you are, when you get caught up in that, there's no telling. Some people have no limits. I don't think if we hadn't been trying to come for paparazzi and in exposing it for what it really was instead of this sunshine and rainbows, frou-frou version they like to put out to the public, I don't think that he would have done. I don't know about all the rest of them, but I don't think he would have personally had ever went to that length if we weren't doing what we were doing, which was just trying to bring awareness and education. That is just an all-time low. Like, I don't wish him ill. Like, I've said that to my husband many times. We went through a lot of trials and tribulations over six and a half years. And when paparazzi kicked in, it was just downhill from there. And I feel like... You know, if something like that tears you apart, you weren't meant to be together. So I'm not mourning anymore. <laughs> I'm not mourning over <clears throat> a lost love or anything like that. And it's it's kind of like, you know, that Taylor Swift song, I forgot that you existed, and I thought that it would kill me, but it didn't. That whole deal, like that's kind of where I am. She says a line in that song, is it, it isn't love, it isn't hate, it's just indifference. Yeah. It's I'm I'm truly indifferent. I I don't hate him and I damn sure don't love him. I just, I'm indifferent. I don't care. He's inconsequential to my life. I am so happy for the first time in my life. From the moment I met him, he is literally my best friend in the world. Like I'm happy consistently. I run a business with him day in and day out. We literally shower together. Like we're together 24 seven. And for some people, they would be like, Yeah, I could not be with my spouse that much. Yada yada yada. Like we'd be fighting all the time, and I'm like, well, I mean, I guess maybe we're codependent. But if you're both codependent, then it works. Like I don't know what to say. Like we are. We're we're each other's rock. So I have. I guess I say that to say I have no ill will towards them, and I would damn sure never waste any time out of my day to go seek out and stalk and try to ruin them. It's just unbelievable, and that's what you will come across. If you let yourself get absorbed into a lot of these MLMs, not to mention the financial situation you can end up in, because like I said earlier, you're literally more likely to catch an illness at a convention for any MLM than you are to reach the top 0.01%. You literally have a higher percentage rate of chance. You're better off playing a slot machine or buying a lottery ticket.
1: Absolutely. Wow. I just want to say thank you so much for Sitting here and being vulnerable and sharing your story with everybody that's listening. I mean, wow, what an incredible story. Um, One, I want to ask you guys, where can everybody find you and shop with you and all of that before we go on to some questions?
2: Well, we go live on our mobile app that's called Royal Emporium, free iPhone or Android users, um, our live show stream there. We have all our inventory listed there. We recommend that because customers earn like up to 5% cash back as store credit with every purchase on the app. And that's a a perk that's exclusive to app users. Because I feel like if you're, you know, as dedicated of a customer to download our app, then you deserve the credit. You know, (laughs) we drop specials there. They're the first ones to see all that. So that's the preferred method is the Royal Emporium app. And then, of course, follow our Facebook page. Um, I can send you the link or whatever if you want. But yeah, I
1: will easy. put all of your guys' um, socials in the show notes. Yeah. Well. Royal
2: Emporium on Facebook there. And we even made you a little coupon code for anybody who's one of your listeners. If they do go and shop, they can save 20%. I think we set it up and it'll work till the end of time. And it was life after MLM. That's yeah, what I thank
0: you so
1: much. If you guys want to support an anti MLM real small business. <laughs> then head on over there and support Will and Andrew. Are you guys ready for some rapid fire questions? Sure. Okay, Will, you're going to have to come over and sit next to him.
2: I, you. I said period.
1: Okay. We're going to have Andrew go first and then will go after. All right. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about MLMs?
2: Oh God. One word? Ugh. Abusive. In every way. That's why I say abusive, manipulative, maybe one of those dangerous.
1: What is a warning that you would give to somebody who wants to join an MLM?
2: Don't. It will will cost you money. And if it does make you money, you need to be fine with knowing that you're an unscrupulous human being that's fine with making money on the losses of others.
3: Do your research. Yeah. Always do your research. Yeah. an open mind. Anybody that tells you you can't do your own research is the first red flag.
2: Yeah, like remember how I told you when we first signed up for paparazzi, I looked up and didn't find anything except one video. Kind of ironic because now when you Google paparazzi, all you find is everything that we kind of snowballed into existence with that whole movement to begin with. And funny is that we're friends with people who like are also on this crusade to try to make change I don't know if I want to call it a crusade but you know a mission to try to make change because these things really shouldn't be legal and they're only legal because they have loopholes like selling a product because the product is the only thing that makes it not exactly a pyramid scheme and if it and let's just be real when at least in paparazzi's case the product is mostly sold right back to the consultant, there's no end user. So it is a pyramid scheme. They just have lots of loopholes. Next question.
1: Right. All right. I feel like I know the answer, but what is the worst MLM in your opinion?
2: Paparazzi. I mean, I don't have experience with a bunch more, but just from what I know about others and other horror stories I've heard and hell experienced. I've not heard any horror stories as bad as we've experienced. Have you? I'm going to answer
3: that. I mean, with, there've
1: been some bad ones, but this is, this is top five, at least.
2: I'm going to answer that, but I don't have a specific one. I'm going to say the industry as a whole.
1: Yeah. I'll take Just, it.
2: Even better answer.
1: What is the hardest lesson that you learned from your experience? You're
3: I'm like, you go far. first. Uh, well, uh, the hardest lesson I had to learn was everybody is not who they seem they are. You know, because I grew up with a very innocent heart. And after the experience I had, I've now became a very guarded cautious person and that sucks but you know I'm also thankful and grateful for it at the same time but yeah so just just be cautious that everybody is not who you think they are
2: and I'll kind of elaborate on that as well because he can tell you I feel like that's maybe one of my worst qualities I say worst slash best because to this day he will still call me naive and and I and I am to a degree like I'm very smart and and street smart but like I'm also I tend to always look at the best in people, like instead of he he's on guard like hell all the time now. He really is. It's post traumatic stress. Like whenever I see a message from somebody, I immediately, still to this day, and I shouldn't, I have to ask. A lot of times, I'll hand my phone to him and go, "What's your take on this?" Because my instinct, and this is just the heart my mama raised me with, I guess, is I instinctually go to a place of assuming that they're coming from a pure intention or pure motivation with whatever the thought may be or the, whatever they're asking me. I don't look at any, I, and I know I should, that's the crazy thing. I know I should, I should be more mm, suspicious, but I just don't want to be one of those jaded old people that's cynical as hell because they've been burned too many times. I still want to look at somebody and expect the good, you know, like I want to, I want to, I really do want to, even when I'm old, I want to have that childlike mentality. I want to have that innocence about me still. To me, I feel like maybe it's because I know better than how I'm gravitate towards assuming good in people. And I don't think it's naivete or I think it's more me um, grasping onto that little shred of innocence that I, And I refused to let go of it because it was, to me, I feel like it was taken when I was way younger than it should have, you know, because we all grow up and experience things and get jaded and lose that magic. But I feel like a lot of that when I was nine years old, I, it lost and I grew up and I grew things and I used my words to defend myself because it's all I had. And that made me a mouthy teenager and an opinionated adult. And I still have that, but I feel like there's just that little bit of my innocence that I hold on to and I will refuse to let go of. So I have to let him be my fairy devil mother and tell me who's bad and who's not, because I'm just going to kind of assume they're good unless they prove themselves to be otherwise. And and it could be to my own detriment. So I have to let my husband t- tell me if they're being legit. Sometimes it's there. I know I can feel mm, this sounds kind of fishy, but I'm like, tell me it's fishy. So I don't, feel bad for them and send them money.
1: And then finally, give me a positive takeaway from this experience. Positive takeaway from this experience?
2: Of MLMs in general.
3: <laughs>
1: um MLMs or paparazzi.
3: My positive takeaway would just be, and this is gonna sound so stupid, but I feel like my positive takeaway would be the experience. Like I'm I'm grateful to walk away with the knowledge of always being so like, you know, know, but to finally have been able to walk in the shoes, experience it and to have the proper knowledge of not just being, because you know, so many people say, you know, don't knock the food until you try it. Well, I tried it and I could tell you it wasn't good. So I'm going to give you my honest, humble opinion. And if you don't like it, that's fine. However, I'm not going to be shy of sharing it. There was
2: salmonella all in it. Yeah. And so
3: now that experience to be able to tell it honestly, truthfully and going into it, Just as the most simple person could go, you know, um, and having that mindset of already not liking MLM. So I feel like I went into it very in one direction of how I knew it was going to go and still it went badly. And I don't know. And I even had the proper tools and steps and surroundings to be successful in it. And still would say that it was a very nasty.
2: Well, and had you not been canceled, you wouldn't have even saw the bad side of it to know.
3: I think it still would have
2: shown its light eventually. The positive takeaway is that that childlike naivete, I don't regret the experience of paparazzi for all the same reasons he said, but because I made a lot of friends along the way that I still have. Some are in paparazzi, some aren't. I'm sitting here talking to you as an end result of that. Like, you know, I feel like I keep up with you. I consider you a friend. And some are in paparazzi, some are not. And I hope the ones that still are, that are listening, hear me when I say this. Because not everything about the company, I mean, I don't like the business model for sure. But everybody who's in paparazzi, make no mistake, I'm not saying you're bad. And you have to be able to differentiate that from the fact that I'm just trying to bring awareness where previously there was none. When I googled if I could see what I see now when I google paparazzi, there's no way in hell I would have ever joined. However, again, I'm thankful that I did and and learned everything. There are some really truly good-hearted people that are still a part of paparazzi. There are some, you know, and if they haven't chose to leave, I mean, I'm not judging them and saying, "Oh, you're an awful person because you're in paparazzi." Like quite frankly, you're a victim. Some of you, I watch some of these people go, their post that they're going to EMP, Power Me Pink, going, and maybe they're not one of the ones that went in debt. Maybe they're just doing it as a hobby and they enjoy the sense of community. Because when you're a part of it, it's very real. You make lasting friendships. I still have some. You're extricated from many, believe you me, when you're not, but those weren't the right, they weren't your people anyway. There are people that are still our people. Some are customers of Royal Emporium. Some are not. Some are just friends that I still know and keep up with and care about because I knew them through a direct sales company. And that, that cult um, at least cultivated something for me. And that's people that I care about that are in my life. There are some really good people and if they're doing it like that, they're, they get a sense of community. Who am I to judge if that's what they like? I just hope, beyond hope, that they're not going into debt and losing and wrecking their marriage because they're racking up so much credit card debt, it's crippling them. I pray that they're not being victims like that, because even at our height, if it wasn't for that commission check, we wouldn't have had jack shit. Even with all those viewers, we had no money left over after paying off those credit cards from all that jewelry. No matter how much we sold still way much more that we didn't. I just, it's expensive at the top. Yeah. I cringe when I see them going off to EMP, especially because I still see some that are going, I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to be like you one day. And I'm like watching them. And I remember, you were a star consultant or a premier director or something low on the rank totem pole when I was in paparazzi in 2019. And you're still one in 2023, reaching for that pop dream, getting on a plane and flying to, to Vegas or to wherever to go to this EMP, even after all of this has happened. And it makes me almost want to cry like for, for them. You know, it's not me judging them. It's me feeling bad for them. It's like now the material's out there. I mean, you can make your own choice, just like anybody can make a choice to go to convention or whatever. But how do you not see that you are still sitting exactly where you were five years ago and still thinking you're going to get there? When I know that they're trying and they're looking up at Erica or whoever, on that high pyramid, I'll be up there one day, I'm going to be an elite one day, and it's like, honey, you haven't been an elite, you haven't even come close in the last five years, what makes you think that it's going to get better with more people becoming educated about this business model in general, and not to mention all of the, all of the bad press that the company as a whole has gotten from the jewelry test results, from the convention, and the deaths, and like, nope that it it's like paparazzi to in my opinion is like a black sheep now it's like nobody wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole it's like ooh, people are seeing it kind of for what it is and and people are not having it and the younger generation dang sure isn't I heard about um for elites doing a thing where they'd been we're going after the young, the young now, the younger generation. They they want to be their own business owners and work from home, and they're your next recruit. And Misty
3: Kirby literally said in one of her sneak peeks that they were designing some of the pieces she was showing because it targeted the younger youth. She literally said it. It's in a video of Emily Jones on YouTube.
2: Oh, <sighs>
3: it's disgusting.
2: So yeah, that. I mean but they're not that's what they're doing that's their mindset let's go after the youth you've wrecked your time with these people now you're going to go after the young ones like and they're the young ones are not stupid they've grown up in a different more informed generation than you and I and environmentally conscious they don't want to support a company that puts so much carbon footprint with all these boxes and plastic and lead nickel and cadmium and
3: they're just way more educated and more conscious about things they're putting on and in their body Like.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, MLM is scared that Gen Z is sort of waking up to the scam. So it's good to hear that you guys are seeing that they're that they're you know they know because now they're specifically targeting it. But hey, we got there first, and we already told them it was a scam, and I I think we're pretty good.
2: Yeah, and we didn't have TikTok. And hell, when you and I were growing up, we barely had dial-up internet until I was like 15 or something like. I mean, we didn't have all this at, to at our fingertips. Of course, we fell victim to all of this bullshit, but they they can see it now. They can be scrolling TikTok and see um, an anti-MLM video or or even somebody just ex- describing their experience with an MLM company. And it's like it's right in front of their faces and they're not here for it. And I'm just so excited for that generation because I feel like they'll have a much more happy, liberated adult experience not getting tangled up in something like that because god this this country we're born into debt if you're not born into generational wealth you're born into debt if you're not rich sorry i'm gonna rant again
1: you're totally fine well Mm. i just want to say thank you so much to both you andrew and will for coming and telling your guys a story and being so candid um and sharing your afternoon with me
2: too candid yeah thank you for having us it's been a lot of fun it's been kind of nice to unload it a little bit and cathartic
0: thank you so much for listening to life after mlm don't forget to like subscribe and share and follow us on social media at life after mlm podcast and my advocacy at the real roberta blevins